a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Next is now. It is the 24th of July weekend here in the great state of Utah. An opportunity for everyone to celebrate the pioneer spirit, the pioneer heritage. And one unique way that is being done, uh, many of the uh, pioneer from the uh, Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, many of those stories are well-known and well-remembered. Uh, but there are many other stories that are less well-known, and someone who is uh, taking the task of making sure those stories are heard, that those voices are heard, is BYU history professor uh, Brendan Rensink, and he joins us on the line today. Uh, professor, thanks for joining us, and you've got a great project, a website, and an app, intermountainhistories.com. Tell us about it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, Intermountain Histories is the name of the project, intermountainhistories.org. It is a free website and a mobile app that you can download on iOS or Android devices. And when you pull it up, it shows you a map with a lot of pins all over it. And each little pin is a story that relates the history of something that happened at that location. So you can use it to explore around your hometown, use it on a road trip, uh, use it anywhere you are to learn some history. I love that. It's uh, GPS enabled. As the professor said, it's intermountainhistories.org. And uh, I love the fact that you can go to all of these different places and then you've got this great story uh, that's captured there that gives you the essence of of either what happened there, what didn't happen there. And one of the things that I uh, particularly enjoyed, Professor, is that these are a lot of the stories of a lot of the immigrant communities that, again, are, are less well-known, uh, whether that's the Jewish community, the Thai community. Uh, I want you to share a couple of those with us, and maybe we can start with the Finnish community uh, out in Schofield. I, I don't think a lot of folks uh, put that on their regular pioneer reading list, but tell us about that. <laughs> yeah, we don't necessarily think of Finns in Utah when we think about Utah history. Yeah, so this story is part of a, a, an eight-story tour that um, uh, intern researched and wrote here uh, for the project. And um, the, the, the project more broadly isn't just about immigrant history. There's histories about, I mean, almost any topic you could think of, we have a pin somewhere on it. But this specific one that we're highlighting right now about Utah immigrant communities is about immigrant communities that maybe we don't talk about, like Finns. There were a number of Finns who moved to Schofield, Utah um, in Carbon County. They were there as miners. And uh, the one avenue by which people might have heard of Finns there is because of an explosion um, in a mine that they were working in May of 1900, uh, where they lost upwards of 60 uh, 
of, of the Finnish immigrant community there. Mm. One of the interesting things that jumped out to me in that uh, particular account uh, was that uh, these Finns uh, in this area, that they really, they didn't just take that tragedy and just kind of trudge on. They really became great advocates for uh, mine safety, better working condition for uh, miners uh, kind of across the state. Yeah, they've become involved in a number of strikes in subsequent decades. And this is what often happens with mining communities when there's these disasters. It raises awareness about just how unbelievably dangerous hard rock mining was. And often the fact that those miners did not have a powerful political voice. Uh, their uh, safety and demands were rarely heard. And so it's often escalated to, to labor strikes and to have their voices eventually be heard. And the Finns do take part in that. They're in Schofield and elsewhere. Uh, uh, great insight. If you're just joining us, uh, we're talking about just an, an amazing app and website. It's intermountainhistories.org. Uh, BYU history professor Brendan Brensink is joining us on the line uh, who drives us. And then, of course, with the uh, the help of students, uh, not just at BYU, but from around the area, right? This is uh, not just a Utah thing. It's uh, kind of the Intermountain, Intermountain West. Yeah, it's a regional project from the, I guess, the Rockies in the east to the Sierras in the west and up into Idaho and then even down to the kind of the edge of the Colorado Plateau, northern Arizona, northern New Mexico. That's how we define the Intermountain West. And this project is a collaboration between myself and then professors at universities around the region who then work with their students and have their students, instead of writing another research paper that only the professor will read, they're given the challenge of researching and writing a short historical piece that uh, for the public that will then go be published under their name on our project website and app. Uh, I love and that. it's been a, Oh, go ahead, professor. I was going to say, it's been a lot of fun seeing students uh, grapple with the challenge of trying to write for the public. It's uh, a great learning opportunity, a lot different than writing for your professor. It's hard to write something short that has a good hook, um, that has good historical research, but is also easy to read. It's it's something I struggle with myself. <laughs> I, I think we all struggle with that. Uh, we've been talking this week about the Jeff Kaplan's My Minute of News and how hard it is to condense something down to the essence and still make it interesting and uh, and pull people in. I think that's a fabulous thing for the students to be able to do. Uh, as we mentioned before, there's over 400 stories. And again, there it's GPS enabled. So you can literally go to the spot and then read the story. Uh, I think it's a, it's a great thing. Professor, before I let you go, uh, I'm going to have you share one more. I know you've got uh, just a, a wide range of stories in there. As we talked about, some of the immigrant communities, Jewish community, Chinese community, Thai community, and then a host of other stories uh, as well. What's another one that's kind of popped out to you as, hey, not very many people know about that, but maybe they should? Um, go anywhere on the map and, and click, and there's going to be a story that you, maybe you've heard some of it, but the little the story that we provide with some archival photos and sources are going to give you probably more information than you knew before or tell it to you from a different perspective. So it's always hard for me to try to choose just one. Uh, one that came up recently, my uh, wife and kids were up at Lagoon, uh, the amusement park up in Farmington. And um, we actually have a pin there at Lagoon about how uh, it was the one of the first amusement parks to be desegregated. 
Oh, wow. And um, so I, I told my wife, I said, hey, you need to go pull up, pull up the app quick and have the kids read. I don't think they wanted to read about history while they were doing roller coasters. But, <laughs> um, but you never would have thought that, you know, at this, I mean, go up to Farmington Station Park, this huge new mall and all this new development. And you never would have guessed that back in the 1940s and 50s, it was a location, a, a real pioneering location for desegregation wow. of public spaces. That is a uh, that is a great reason. We're going to end on that because that is uh, that is powerful, and that is exactly the kind of information you're going to get uh, through all of these history. And these are stories; these immigrant stories are so important. Uh, and all of these stories uh, from throughout the Intermountain West, uh, they really do make up who we are. And a lot of them are surprising and and unknown, lesser known than a lot of the traditional pioneer stories that we tend to focus on on a twenty fourth of July weekend. Uh, but Professor Brendan uh, Rensink from uh, BYU, history pre- professor there. Uh, everyone, go check this out. This is worth your while, especially on this Pioneer Day weekend, intermountainhistories.org. It is interactive. It, there's great visuals and photos. Uh, and again, just these compelling stories, uh, many that I'm sure you haven't heard before. Uh, it's so important for us to uh, take the time to learn about all of these histories. We've been talking a lot about the the Pioneer history uh, but again, we've got to remember that there's so much more to it. There's so many complex components and so many unique individual stories, communities, uh, faith groups uh, that are part of the great traditions here. And uh, as all of you know, I, I love a good historical story and perspective because it always leads us to the principles that actually unite us. And that, to me, is is what matters most. We can have our differences. We can argue. We can uh, debate things. We can talk about uh, everything from public policy to uh, things that need to be done in our communities. But the principles, these principles, uh, are really are the thing that ultimately unites us as a nation and gives us confidence to move forward, whether that's dealing with pandemic, civil unrest, Uh, or dealing with some of our challenges from the past. So stay with us. We're going to step aside for Bottom of the Hour News. When we come back, uh, Ted Callister is going to join us. A new book out, America's Choice, A Nation Under God or Without God, connecting to some of those early documents and early history of the United States of America. Stay with us. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.